Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. I want to finish the series today. I want to go back to where we began, if I could, very quickly. Um, if you're new or visiting, maybe you're here for the, for the dedications today. We just want to say you're welcome and we're glad you're here and... So you might play a little bit of catching up right here in this message, but I'll do a quick recap of where we've come from. We began this brand new series, Eternity, which I believe is the Lord giving us a burden to think about eternity more, to think about our lives and to think about the scope of eternity. We started with the urgency of eternity and that quote by the Reverend Billy Graham that I love so much, which is, heaven is real, hell is real, and eternity is but a breath away. And I talked about Arthur Stace in Australia who got radically saved after a tough life. And, and you've got to go back and watch that message because his story is so powerful, how he got radically saved. And then he was in a church service and heard a preacher talk about eternity. And he got a burden to go and write that word all over the streets. And many, many people got a revelation of eternity because of his life and his understanding of eternity. And then we journeyed through some of the realities of heaven, also talked about hell and what hell is and how it's actually a place and it is forever. And ultimately, it's a place where God isn't and heaven is a place where God is. And what I believe about eternity determines what I do with today. And last week, I talked about citizenship in heaven, which is Paul's text in Philippians and Ephesians, where he uses a very understood and very natural parallel of Roman citizenship with heavenly citizenship. And when it comes to citizenship, just like a natural citizen, we supernaturally have certain uh, rights and privileges, and we carry a divine status, which is so much greater than any level of citizenship, but it's actually the status of a son and a daughter. That's your status as a son and a daughter, that you are welcome in the throne room of grace. How powerful is that? So we're ending our series today, and I hope this has sparked something in you, that you in your own life, this wouldn't be a series where you come in and it's just like, okay, cool, that's great, we did that, but really something would change in you, that would, there would be a, a catalyst moment in your life where it sparks something out of you to think about your life and eternity and the power of eternity and the power of living for eternity today and not putting it off, not saying, oh, I'll worry about that later, but understanding the scope of eternity today. So in Luke chapter 18, there's a story that Jesus, of Jesus encountering a man. We've read it. If you've been in church for any amount of time, you've read it before, but it's where Jesus actually talks about heaven. And he speaks to this person about heaven. We pick it up here in verse 18. It says this, And a ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. And he said, all these I have kept from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, one thing you still lack. 
sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Verse 23, but when he heard these things, he became very sad for he was extremely rich. Jesus, seeing that he had become sad, said how difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard it said, then who can be saved? But he said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. And Peter said, see, we have left our homes and followed you. And he said to them, truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who will not receive many times more. Everybody say many times more. In this time and in the age to come, eternal life. I want to preach a message this morning to end our series. This is the title. Sell low, buy high. (laughs) Let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you for your word today. God, we thank you for everything you're doing in our lives. God, we give you the honor. We give you the praise for what you're doing in our lives. We ask that you would bless this time. The Holy Spirit, you would continue what you're already doing in this moment. Father, that we would just be able to get a hold of what's happening right now, Lord, and just understand that we can lean into you. We can lean into your word. We can understand more, reveal more to us, Holy Spirit. God, we thank you for it. We ask that you bless colonial kids as well as they're in church, as they're enjoying your house today as well, in Jesus' name. And we all said? Amen. Some of you know that before, we got, before I... Um, decided that God had called us to do this thing called Colonial Church. I worked in the business world. And then we stepped out of that. And and obviously now this is our reality, Jill and I, and we love building the church. We love doing what, but this isn't what I used to do. I used to be in the business world. And when I set out in the business world and started to get into the investing world, I learned pretty quickly the golden rule. The golden rule of investing is to buy low and sell high. Buy low and sell high. And I got told that you don't want to be the person that is buying at the top and selling at the bottom. You want to be on the other side. You want to be the person that gets the deal and then sells at the top. Buy low, sell high. That's the golden rule of investing. But here's the truth this morning. In heaven's economy, it's reversed. It's the other way around. And Jesus here in this moment says something to this ruler that is absolutely incredible to him. In fact, it's so incredible, it's the complete opposite of what he was expecting him to say. In heaven's economy, what we have on earth, the the wealth that you may have accumulated, the stuff that you might have done in comparison to what is to come, in comparison to what God has ahead, is worthless because of what God has got coming. In this world, the stuff that we have might seem important to us now, but in eternity, it's not going to matter at all. If anything, Jesus is saying, sell it all now so you can have it all in eternity, so you can have treasures in heaven. 
In Matthew chapter 5, it's the Sermon on the Mount. I'll just show you one example. But in verse 3, he says this. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit or the worse off in spirit, in a different way of saying it, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It's an upside down kingdom. It's completely reversed. It's not the way that you would think about it here on earth because of eternity. What if I told you today that there's actually an account in heaven already that has your name on it? What if I told you today that there's an account that you can start investing into today? That your eternal account can be funded today? That you can do something about it today? In a a sense, this is exactly what he said to the rich young ruler. In verse 22, he said, sell it all. Sell it all. One thing you lack, sell it all. Sell the world so you can buy in eternity. Point number one this morning, I've got two very simple points. The first point is this, sell low. Come on, write that down. Sell low. I'm going to make you think this morning. Sell low, what? Why would I do that? Sell low. Look at what it says in verse 22. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, one thing you still lack, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. This was a hard teaching. This was difficult for them, even the disciples to get their head around. That's why Peter chimed in afterwards. But this is what, God, this is what Jesus was saying to the rich young ruler. He's just saying, this stuff is in the way. This stuff that you have, these possessions that, 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 that you have, you don't just have these possessions, but these possessions have you. And so that's why he says, sell it all. Get rid of it all. Distribute it to the poor. Move on and leave these things in your life. The very last thing he expected him to say is exactly what he said. Isn't that funny? Isn't God like that sometimes? The very last thing he's expect, you're, you're expecting him to say is what he says because he sees our hearts. He says to this rich young ruler, he says, sell it all. Liquidate the entire thing. Give it all away. Sell it all. Sell low. And I believe this is a message for us as Christians and people that believe in eternity and especially eternity in heaven. We got to understand when it comes to the things of this world, can I just encourage you? It's okay to have stuff. It's not okay for stuff to have you. We've got to be people that are willing to sell low. One of the things about people that would follow or become disciples of rabbis in this time was not just leaving stuff. It was the the readiness and the willingness and the speed at which they would leave those things to follow the rabbi. That's why Jesus says this to him. He says, hey, you you need to liquidate. You need to get rid of this stuff. You need to, this stuff has you. Come follow me. And I believe Jesus is telling us about how good heaven is actually like. He's telling us exactly how good heaven, he's like, this stuff that you have, it doesn't compare. It doesn't even, it's not even on the same scale. There isn't even a scale for how good treasure in heaven is. Sell low. He's saying, sell low. This minute thing called life and earth is so ridiculously small. Don't even make the comparison 
between what this is and what I have prepared for you. Sell low. Let me ask you a question. Do you struggle and do you get attached to things, to stuff, to comforts? I'm not saying sell everything as soon as you leave this church service this morning. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. But would you be willing to leave it? But would you be willing, would your heart be willing to say, Jesus, if you want me to leave all this, I'll leave it. Because that's the lesson. The lesson is don't go and actually do it. The lesson is check your heart. Because Jesus is always speaking to our hearts. He's always showing us the thing in our heart that needs to be taken out, needs to be dealt with. He said to this ruler, he said, sell, get rid of it all. Jesus doesn't say that a rich person can't enter heaven. That's not what he said. He just says it's difficult. But he also says that nothing is impossible with God. But what makes it easier is if we truly understand eternity and the scope of eternity, we also understand earthly treasure is really not that much of treasure in eternity. You ever heard someone say, you can't take it with you? It's true. It's earthly treasure. It's here today, gone tomorrow. But we can actually store up eternal treasures that are forever. In 2022, nothing's changed. It's the same question that I believe Jesus is asking every time we read this text. Every time I see this text, it's the same thing. How willing are you to leave the things that you have? How willing are you to say goodbye to those things? How willing are you to just let them go and sell Low. The truth is we're called to live for eternity, not for possessions. We're called to live for heaven, not for the stuff of life. So how do we sell low? How do we decide? How do we get to the place where we'd be willing to quickly leave it, to quickly walk away from it, to say, hey God, you gave it all to me anyway and thank you for everything you've given it, but I choose to leave it. How do we sell low? How is that even possible? Well, it comes with a revelation of grace. It comes with a sight, a revelation of grace. It's interesting when Moses wanted to see the glory of God, you know what God allowed for him to see? It was his goodness passing by. It's exactly the same for you and me when it comes to seeing Jesus in our own lives. If we could just get a revelation of grace, if we could just get a sight of the grace of God, which is the goodness of God, everything changes and we can sell low. We can let go of the things in life. We can sell low. I'd love it if you could write this thought down. It's easy to sell everything when your eyes are on Jesus. It's easy to let go of the things of this life when your eyes are on heaven. Why? Because grace is just too good. We just got to keep looking at it. We just got to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. It's easy to sell low when your eyes are on Jesus. It's easy to sell everything in this life when your eyes are on Jesus. It's not easy or it becomes not easy when your eyes wander and your heart gets fixated on other things. Let me ask you again, is your heart fixated on things that aren't? Of God. Is your heart fixated on things that maybe are earthly treasure that really don't have any scope in eternity? Sell low 
It's easy to sell everything when your eyes are fixed on Jesus. The truth about the rich young ruler is his heart was not fixed on Jesus. He wanted to know what he could do. But Jesus wanted him to see. That's the difference. See, it doesn't matter what you have. The truth today and the question today is what are you looking at? It doesn't matter what you have or what you don't have, but what are your eyes looking at? What are you focused on? What, 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 are you, what is your heart eyes looking at? It's easy to sell everything when your eyes are on the King of Heaven. When all you're looking at is Jesus, all your focus is your heart is set towards Heaven. It's easy to let go of the things and your eyes don't wander. What are your eyes? What's your heart looking at this morning? So number one, we've got to understand we can sell low here on earth. We can sell low in this life and not worry about eternity to come. But point number two, this is where it gets good. Number two, buy high. Remember, I said it's the reverse of the golden rule. On earth, it's like you've got to buy low so you can have high, you can sell high, but it's actually the opposite in heaven. We want to sell low so we can buy high. Verse 22, when Jesus said this, he said to him, one thing you still lack, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor. Look at this. And you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. You ever notice those commercials when it's like a financial commercial and it always says this, it always like, I just find it funny. They say this to say, oh, recent, uh, 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 a former performance does not guarantee future results. You ever seen that? It's just like those little, it's like those disclaimers that just like they irk you a little bit. You're just like, why do you have to say that? It's just, I was so excited and now you just said that. <laughs> but they put that in there because they don't want anyone to think that this is just a guarantee. They don't want people to think that, oh, it's absolutely going to be awesome forever. But it is in heaven. It absolutely is in heaven because you know what we get? We get a guarantee. The guarantee is in the fine print. It's in the large print. It's in the back print. It's in the front print. It's all through it. Guaranteed. That's why Jesus says, I love the wording. I love the certainty that comes. Look at what it says, and you will have treasure. Jesus doesn't say, well, if the market's good. You know, if, if, if the market's doing well in heaven, then you might be okay. He doesn't say that. He says, sell low, sell all that you have. Distribute to the poor. He says, use the mechanism that I'm giving you. Use the vehicle. He says, distribute to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. But how do we do it? How do we buy high? Well, once we have a revelation of grace, and from that place of revelation, from that place of having an understanding, having a lens of grace, having an understanding that, man, grace is just too good. That is where I am right now. I am a person that is overcome by grace. I pray that you would be as well. You are just overcome by grace. That is where you live. And from that place, you can be spurred on by grace towards good works. Good works, doing good things, doing good deeds, which in turn store up great treasure. Because it's only by grace, listen to me, friends, it's only by grace you can do good works. Everything else is futile and has no return. 
Look at Ephesians 2. Verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship. I.e. that some people say, oh, workmanship, does that mean that I'm, you know, I'm well made? Yes, you are. But what that truly means is you have become a vehicle. You've become something useful for the kingdom of God. So through you, God has a use. Look at what it says. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. You are a workmanship of God. He has created you in such a way that once you have a revelation of grace, once you see Jesus and you're like, man, I'm changed forever. Your, useful now, your usefulness now in the kingdom of God is to bear fruit in His name by doing good works. Did you know that you actually created? Your spiritual being is created to do good works. And it's not law. It's not works that gets your salvation because it's from grace. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for, he, for what he has done. There it is. In the body, whether good or evil. I pray that we get a revelation of this. I pray that we would understand, man, it's not because I do all these great things that I can now go and do all these great things and that I am so, all of a sudden so awesome because I'm spiritually some sort of elite. No, it's the opposite. It's grace. And it's grace that spurs us on. It's grace that helps us do more. I don't do things to believe, but the things I do show what I already believe. So the things that I do, and this is what I believe the Apostle Paul gets at so much in Romans, so much in his letters. You don't do things to, to, to then be able to believe. You do things because you already believe. Because you've already been changed. Because you've already seen Jesus. Because I do things because I've seen Jesus, not because I'm trying to see Jesus. With grace as our motivator, we can pursue good works. We can pursue and start to accumulate in heaven treasure is what Jesus says. I love what it says in James chapter 2. James is the bishop of Jerusalem. He's uh, our Lord's brother. And he, 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 the, the book of James is so inspiring, but it's also so challenging. <laughs> so challenging. But let me show you a portion of scripture. This is verse 14. He says this, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to him, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, listen to it, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith. Look at it. By my works. It's not works that saves you. It's, it, it's works that show that you're saved. It, it's works that say, you know what? I can give because I've already been given so much. I, I, I can share because God has already shared so much with me. I can step out and be generous because I serve a generous God. 
This is how we buy high. This is how we understand, man, there's so much that God has set ahead for us. You can give now and have treasure then. You can welcome strangers now and you'll be welcomed in heaven. You can clothe people now that need covering. You can care for sick people and pray for their healing. You can feed people now. You can give a thirsty person a drink. These are ways that we can buy high. These are things that we can do that can affect our eternity. You can love the people in your world. You can serve someone now and you'll have treasure then. You can do something now, but understand you don't do things and that's it. You don't do things and that was just a nice thought. You know, God sees everything you do. He sees every way you step out. He sees every way you obey. And he says, according to that, he will repay and he will bless. But my prayer is this, that we would understand that time is of the essence. It was also James who said something that to me is pretty incredible. This is James chapter four, so a couple of chapters on. But in verse 13, he says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Look at verse 14. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. This is one of the most convicting scriptures that I think I've ever read in my Bible. That just for a moment, that your life, my life just appears for just a moment. I.e. we get one opportunity that we can't waste our lives. And that we've got to understand eternity is so vast, but we can do something now. I pray that we would live with an understanding of eternity, that we would get it into our spirits. Man, this is my moment. This is my time. I've got an opportunity here to live and affect eternity. I pray that we would get interested in heaven now that we wouldn't be people that say, I'm going to deal with all this stuff at the end of my life, that we'd listen to the words of James that says, hey, you don't know what tomorrow looks like. You might say, I'm going to go to a town and start a business, make a profit, but you don't know. But you have today. You have this moment. You have this time. I pray we'd get interested in heaven because the truth is we're going to spend a long time there. I wanted to finish with this this little illustration. If you've been listening to me preach for any amount of time, you know I'm not much of a prop guy. So I'm gonna, I need someone to help me. I'm going to get Timmy to help me right here. But I want you to picture this rope. Online, hopefully you can see this as well. But I want you to picture this rope. And this rope is a, just picture it as a timeline. This is a timeline. It goes on and Keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. Okay, that's good. And just picture that it just keeps on going. This is eternity. And this is your life. And there's been all this time passed. There's been all this stuff that's happened before you and before I arrived on the scene. But this is it. This is our moment. And this is my burden for this series. And I pray, I believe that the Lord is putting on our hearts and helping us get a revelation of that this is all ahead for us. That this is what's coming for all of us. And all of this is forever. All of this is for eternity. For all of eternity, this is where we will be. But here we are right now. 
here we are right now in this. Isn't it funny that we get so into this moment that's like right here? And it's like, it's hurting my head right now. We get so worked up and we get so fired up and we're so, so worried about this. And it puts the teachings of Jesus into so much perspective when he talks about anxiousness and anxiety and we think about all of this. But in this moment, somehow, church, God in all of His grace and His sovereignty has allowed us in this moment to affect all of this. In this moment, to make a change for all of this. In this moment, to, to help someone and that affects this. I pray that we would understand that yes, we have this, but we have all of this. We have all the treasure in heaven, that we have God in heaven, that one day we will spend all of our eternity right here. But we can use this right now. Would you stand with me? Come on, let's pray. God, we just thank you for this series. Lord, I just thank you for this few weeks where we've just been considering eternity. That in a sense, God, we've been resetting and we've been getting centered back onto our timeline, which is eternity. Father, I thank you that in Christ Jesus, we have eternal life. And so, Father, I pray that you would give us a revelation of selling low, the understanding that right here on the bottom of earth, where it is right now, where we are, Lord, that we can leave these things, that the things of this earth one day will not be, but everything that is in heaven will last forever. So God, I pray right now that you would give us a revelation of eternity. Father, that you would help us in our way, in, in, in whatever way you choose, God, to have an impact on it in eternity now. God, that there would be choices that you allow us to make that have eternal impact. Father, I pray for the people that are gonna hear about heaven because of this series and because of what you're doing. God, I just pray that you would give us an urgency, that you would give us a revelation of grace that would spur us on, Lord, to do everything we can for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's take a moment right now. Let's worship God together. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.